Welcome back. It is the Bill Michaels Show. It is a Thursday. Welcome into the rest of the network joining us. That is Zach Heilprin. I am Ben Kenny. A Kenny and Heilprin special in for Bill Michaels today. Bill will be back tomorrow. We will also be live five to six today at Monks and Sun Prairie talking Badgers Purdue. Uh, maybe we'll be joined by a guest. We shall see. But that shows up as a podcast as well. You can find this one as a podcast. Uh, every show, a best of. Uh, I'll put up the huddle after this show concludes today. Uh, up if you search the Bill Michaels show. Good way to listen and catch up if you miss any of the show. Coming up at noon, an hour from now, Paul Charchian. We're doing fantasy football. If you have questions at Benzie Kenny on Twitter, get them to me. We will ask Paul then. A lot to get to for the rest of the show. We're talking about Rodgers. We're talking about LaFleur. We're talking about how how can things change in a week? How can they go into Washington and put together their first like full, complete performance of the season? And it's in all levels proposition. It's the line. It's the plan. It's the running backs. It's the receivers. So much is at play. But how can everything change? We're speaking about motion. We're, we're speaking about tempo. I want to see tempo. I, obviously, I want to see Aaron Jones get the ball more. But one of the common themes around this team, and rightfully so, brought up is the fact that Aaron Rodgers is playing with the wide receiving core that is one of, if not the worst in the NFL. Uh, Top to bottom, depth-wise, production-wise, every way you look at it. And some of it is injury, obviously. Randall Cobb, Sammy Watkins are hurt. Christian Watson is hurt. So it hasn't been at full strength. Some of it... I don't know, might be the fact that they drafted a project wide receiver in the second round instead of someone else. But I I was sitting back during Bill's show yesterday and thinking, we're talking about the draft and the weapons and which rookies have done what. And I tweeted out and it got more traction than I thought at Ben C. Kenny. I said, I wonder where the Packers would be today if they had drafted George Karloftis, the edge rusher from Purdue, and George Pickens instead of Quay Walker and Devontae Wyatt. Now, I understand George Pickens went after Christian Watson in the second round, but when we were doing all those draft shows in April and and in March leading into it, when we knew they had two first-round picks after the Devontae trade, I consistently said, I I love Karloftis. This team needs edge depth. They need production from that spot. I would love him. I think he's a good fit, really good against the run, just a good all-around player. And I said George Pickens because he wasn't one of the top tier guys. He wasn't going to go in the top 10 or top 15, but I felt like he was more of an instant impact guy than maybe some of the other options. Obviously you sit here today and the team is three and three. And part of that is uh, the talent level hasn't lived up to expectations, but also there are some significant shortcomings on the roster. I guess the question here, Zach, where I want to start is, is it fair to start to question the job Brian Gudikins did this offseason to build this team. I think it's always fair to, to question things when they aren't going the right way. Um, your tweet, though, I, I yeah, I don't really get where you're coming from, other than that those were guys that you wanted them, him to take. Because it's not like you asked where would they be if they had taken those guys instead of – they'd still be 3-3. Three and three. I don't think they'd be any different than they would be uh, than they are right now. George Carl Loftus has not done anything in Kansas City, barely done anything in Kansas City. George Pickens has been solid as a wide receiver. Has he been any better than Romeo Dobbs? Well, I guess the thought is him and Dobbs. They would like Dobbs is a fourth round pick. I'm talking the decisions made to draft Walker and Wyatt and then trade up to get Watson for two first round picks, uh, second round picks. So they would have gotten Watson 
And Pickens and then not pick Dobbs? They would have had Dobbs. He was a fourth rounder. But so they're going to so they would have taken three wide receivers in the first three rounds. No, those rounds? two second round picks they had that they traded up yeah. and got Christian Watson with. Maybe they go elsewhere. They go okay. to All different right. positions either with way, that. I don't way. know. It's the hypothetical of what if because you look at the rookie class and Devontae Wyatt hasn't really seen the field. I like his potential, and that's a deep defensive line. And the depth is valuable, but he hasn't really seen the field in big spots. Yeah. Quay Walker has shown so much potential, but. It's kind of been a liability there. Like there have been a He's lot new. of struggles at I mean, that spot. Him and him and uh, Campbell have not been very good. Yes, and uh, then Christian Watson has been injured, and uh, the health wasn't as big a thing as the drops were. We talked about entering, but everybody agreed. He's somewhat of a project. He's a crazy athlete, but he might not be ready to make an impact on the first day. I'm just wondering, what if they took more instant impact guys? Uh, instead of a top three players they brought in that really haven't had a positive impact. And George Pickens played two years. It's not like he had all this great experience coming in. He was coming off a torn ACL. He had what some people would call attitude and um, demeanor issues, uh, which we have seen. We have seen flash a little bit in Pittsburgh when things weren't going the way that they needed to earlier in the year. Yeah, Mike the Tomlin's ball, good the ball at wasn't coming his way. Mike Tomlin's good at managing those personalities. Well, as we and have he's seen. had a ton of them. Oh, I yeah. mean, that's because he's had a ton of them. So, I mean, it all works. But, I, again, are they a different team now with those two guys than they are with the guys that they ended up taking? I don't think so. I think they're the exact same team. I don't think they would be better than three and three no. because the problems are on the line as well. Like, none of those guys are you know, a great offensive lineman. But I do think we look forward a little differently. Because when I look forward for the rest of this year, I look at the offense, and they could trade for a receiver and chase Claypool and all that, but I don't know how much better it's going to get on the outside. I I disagree. Because, really? Well, well, we talk about instant impact, right? Like, you you talk about instant impact and these guys being able to make an impact right away. Uh, is Romeo Dobbs not going to get better? Is Christian Watson, if he gets healthy, not going to get better? Is Sammy Watkins being introduced back into this offense not going to make it better? I think all three of those things are going to happen. So for you, I mean, it's, it's, I don't want to say it's disingenuous for you to sit here and say that uh, they don't have, you know, instant impact guys like George Pickens and then just sit here and say that these other guys can't improve. Like, I, I think I, they, they will. They, improve. That's the basis of, that's the basis of the argument, right? Like they aren't instant impact guys right away. They're going to get better as they get more experience. And as they go along in the season and they get more experience in time with Aaron Rodgers, like those things are going to improve. Yes, I Sammy Watkins, once I see him play five weeks in a row without getting hurt, then I will be actually in on, on that train. Like, what was the first thing everybody in this state said when they signed Sammy Watkins? They said, oh, I hope he can actually stay on the field because he's been really good when he's been on the field, but throughout his career, he has been plagued by injury. Yeah, no, he said in training camp, he goes, when healthy, I'm, I'm a really, really good player, and I'm healthy right now, and like two days later, he got hurt. Yeah. Like th- yeah, those are... That's just what it is with, with Sam Watkins. That's been the only thing that's that in my mind that's really held him back is the inability to stay on the field, not just in Green Bay, but throughout his career. It's why he's on team number five after being uh, a top five pick. I love Christian Watson, and I love his potential, and I love his future in this league. But in the setting you're with with Aaron Rodgers, where you don't know how much longer he's going to be there, maybe it's two years, maybe it's one, maybe somehow it's three, but so much unknowns there where – I, I just feel like the approach where like there were more, well, the defensive guys are one thing, but I, Christian Watson, 
He's going to take time before he really reaches his potential. I felt like taking a, a more sure thing with a higher floor would have been better for the team. Yeah, but that's, but that's not what you're saying here in your tweet. That's what I'm saying. Like, you, okay. you, you, if we just throw your tweet out, if it's Christian Watson or George Pickens, I'm thinking George Pickens. I, I have, I, like, that was, and I, I stand by that. Like, that was the, how I felt in April, and it's how I felt and how I feel now. Like, that's what I would have done. But when it comes to, like, if you're saying, would they be a much different team based on the two guys that you pick, that you that they picked instead of George Pickens and George Karloftis? No, they wouldn't be any different now. I wouldn't, that, that was the question your tweet asked. And in answering that, I'm saying, no, they wouldn't be any different. They would likely still be three and three, yes. And part of this is, to go back to Gudikins, every movie made in 2021, what, like, hit the jackpot. Devondre Campbell signs. He becomes one of the best linebackers in the league. They sign Rasul. They bring in Rasul Douglas. He suddenly intercepts every other pass he looks at. And I, like every single move they made entering the season free agent wise was working pretty much. And that roster and that team was really good issue. Obviously with special teams, did they have punting issues and all that? Yes. But I'm talking about when you look at the bigger moves he's made, I guess this off season, if we want to go 2020, and, and look back a bit, hindsight-wise, uh, the moves haven't really checked out so far. And uh, the team's not playing well. But you look at new deals for Devondre Campbell, Rasul Douglas, um, Jair, Lazard, and all those deals obviously were kind of moves you had to make. These are guys that have had a lot of success. But then they bring in Sammy Watkins again, an injury-plagued guy, not paying him anything, but he hasn't been able to help out. And then uh, draft wise, like you're not seeing the early impact. So yes, I still think they're three and three if they went other places in the first two rounds. But I would feel better about where the team stands just because of the question marks. Like the guys coming back from injury, I need to see them come back and play well and show development for the young guys. And in terms of Watkins, just stay on the field before I actually think the offense will be more than just Rogers, Tanyan, whenever they decide to give Aaron Jones the ball, and then Dobbs. Going through these offseason moves, it's it's very easy to look back and say, oh, they should have done this, they should have done that. Which of the contract guys would you not have given a deal to? Oh, none of them. Okay, so like these are all moves that absolutely everybody would have made and that everybody was okay with when they did them, and it hasn't worked out. For the should, worked out is is maybe a little bit over the top. There have been they have not played up to the level where they played last year. Jair, I think, is is a different guy, but I'm talking about. Rasul Douglas and Devondre Campbell haven't played up to where they played last year. I mean, you just, that's pretty obvious, but I don't think any of those deals that they did would have been something you wouldn't have done again. No, right? I mean, are you still dealing those deals at what you know right now? Yes. Oh, well, I feel like you need to, I don't, I, Goody couldn't have foreseen Campbell struggling. Well, I mean, you could have, cause he was a struggle bus for his entire career before last year. Yes. Five-year deal, I guess could be long. For and, someone his age. And Rasul Douglas was on a practice squad for a reason? Yeah, I, I mean, I watched him throughout his early career. I'm having no problems with those moves. Not, Don't get me wrong, but like if you were a person that looking and saying, those are one-year wonders, why would you give him those deals? You can, If you wanted to be that person, you could make those arguments. I'm not going to make that argument. I think they were both guys that played at an extremely high level, and there was a belief that they could continue that into especially based on their age, continue that into this year. And to this point, we haven't necessarily seen it. It doesn't mean it won't happen. But right now, they're not getting done what they uh, did last year. Sitting here, what, looking back, way too early, again, 3-3 three and three football team, 
What grade would you give Goody's offseason? I. An I? Yeah. Incomplete. Well, it's too I, early. If you had to do it, it's uh, an exercise. You don't tell me what I have to do. Okay. No, I'm kidding. Uh, what I would give him? Um, C at best? I was thinking C minus. Like, part, a lot of it is just the performance on the field, and there's the Joe Barry scheme thing, and there's the entire offense not operating thing. But overall, and the thing I will go back to, the thing I'll look at the most is when you trade Devontae Adams and you come into a season trying to not replace him, but trying to build a room that can help Rodgers and make the offense somewhat of a threat to do that with a veteran that has not been on the field his whole career and with more of a project rookie in Christian Watson, I think there were better ways to go about that. Right. And if that was the only, I mean, the the problem is that's not the only concern on this team. It's not. Um, They have a concern on the interior of the offensive line. They have a concern obviously on the outside and also the quarterback's not playing up to, to the level that they need him to play too. And that was another deal that was done this off season that, if you look ahead, is going to cripple them. Yeah, it's also I. Not to say that Aaron Rodgers hasn't done good things this year. I'm just he has, not the level it needs to be for them to be successful. When we talk about Zach Tom too, I was all like I was high on him in the preseason. It looked like coming out, Lafleur said he might be actually battling for a starting job, and now given how things have shaken out along the line, if you move Jenkins back to left guard and put Yash in there, like, should we be concerned that Tom in a line that has struggled so mightily can't see the field? Like he's more of a hybrid guy. They were working him out all over the place. And you're telling me Zach Tom can't go in there and play better than the guards that we saw on Sunday. I think that's what they're telling you. Yes. I, which is a little bit concerning Yeah, when it I, comes to, I, it's early and, and it's hard to make these sweeping things but I don't know when I sat back and look at all the conversations around this team so much of it is about Rodgers and simplify and how the offense works and is the special team suddenly a disaster after what happened on Sunday which I don't think is true but so much of it is centered around the fact that the personnel on offense especially on the outside just isn't as good right like the offensive line nobody could have seen that coming entering this season I thought the line would be really good with the guys coming back and it just has not worked out yet but I think I think people maybe underestimated Lucas Patrick's um versatility and the ability to play a bunch of different spots and if uh you know whether it was guard or center like was Luke, Lucas Patrick's probably your starting right guard right now as opposed to Royce Newman and it, it probably looks a little bit better than it does right now and again Lucas Patrick wasn't some great player but you could count on him and right now they can't count on Royce Newman. Yeah. Yeah. But I think the conversation centering around Rodgers isn't surrounded by anybody good on the outside. That leads me back to thinking, okay, how could the GM have done more to do that? Because the Devontae, like you weren't keeping Devontae around. He wanted to go. And how much did the uh, the lack of certainty about the future play in? I have no idea. Would you but, have paid Mark Wasvalis Cantlin? That much money? Yeah. I don't know if the Packers could have with Rogers no, contract. They could have. They could have. I, I would have given Scantling got what? Two years, 30 mil. Uh, I'll find the, the contracts. I had them up earlier. I would not have paid Marcos Valdez Scantling that much money, but I would have used that much money to go after some of the other guys that were available. Who are that? Uh, I am 
finding the the contracts. Because what you're looking at from from Marquez Valdez-Scantling, it's not some possession receiver. So you're not going to replace Marquez Valdez-Scantling with Jarvis Landry. You know what I mean? Like that, you're looking for a guy that's going to be able to take the top off of defense and challenge defense down the field. So they actually have to respect it, which they currently don't have to do with uh, the lack of speed that's been on the field the last couple of weeks with the, the injuries to, to Watkins and to Christian Watson. And, yeah. just, and just in the inability of Watson to take advantage of any, any of those oppor- opportunities down the field. Yeah, Scantling got three years, 30 mil. His cap hit is 4.8. Um, I mean, I like a. I might have given him the money. I like Juju Smith-Schuster went to Kansas City on a one-year 3.7 mil deal. Not there were, there were options out there that are more dependable than Sammy Watkins. Uh, Smith-Schuster is another possession. Like, he's, a, he's not a guy that's going to take you. They have enough possession guys. They have enough guys that are, are not necessarily going to run by you, but they can uh, make some plays in eh, 10, 15 yards. Like, you're not – that's not – Aaron Lazard's not going to consistently beat you deep. I would have preferred DJ Chark to MVS. But I would have preferred either of them on this team. I agree. Guys that can take the top off, you figure out the cap. Yeah, I you just... Know, you know who I prefer to have on the team? Chris Olave. Should have, should have gone up and gotten Chris Olave. The Saints traded a first <laughs> round... Oh, that That's one of the stupidest trades I've ever seen. And I don't care how good Olave is. He's a beast, though. He's really good. The Saints traded a first round pick in the future next year. And currently they're bad. It's a top 10 pick right now to move up five spots to get Olave. Yeah, probably going to want that when they're looking for a quarterback. Yes. Uh, well, I don't have a because the big draft discussion was should the Packers, they had two picks in the 20s, should they package them up and go get a guy? And I said no because I would rather have two impact players from those spots. <laughs> and when they drafted Wyatt, I was excited. But the fact that he has not really seen the field yet, I think it's fair to start to say, okay, was that the right decision at that spot? And, and Walker, I'm not going to question because I don't know. I'm obsessed with what he can do in the future, but it's been disappointing what he's done so far. 877-867-1670. You want to chime in, do it. What grade would you give Gutekind's offseason from where we stand today, and how does it differ from that? Uh, maybe entering last season, the 2021. Would the team still be 3-3 three and three if, if there were different decisions made on draft night? We'll talk about that as well as much more when we return. That is Zach Heilprin. I'm Ben Kenny. We're in for Bill Michaels. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back. Bill Michael Show. Ben Kenny, Zach Heilprin. Bill will be back tomorrow. 877-867-1670. Zach and I, again, live. Monk's Bar and Grill, 5 to 6 tonight as well, talking Badgers. If you want to come say hello, if you want to listen as a podcast, that'll be up after conclusion. I was going to say, obviously, with the network, there are Monk's locations around the state. Yes. Uh, we got one in downtown uh, Dells. You got one in Eau Claire. You got one at the Wilderness. There's one in Middleton, obviously, and in Plover. So along with the one that we are at every week, every Thursday, uh, in some prairie. So if you're not in some prairie or in the Madison area, you can still get to a monks because they are uh, a bunch of different places all over the state. Yep. Place is great. Happy hour going on until seven. Drink deals, appetizer deals, all beer. that good stuff. Mm. Beer. A lot of beer. All right, Zach. So the Packers are three and three, and I was going through the rest of the NFL 
because last Sunday was was a, a weird day for me. Wasn't able to watch much of action around the league aside from the Packers game. And so the team sits at three and three. And if I'm not mistaken, in 2010, they sat at four and four, correct? After the first eight weeks of that year? Pretty sure they're three and three that year too, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, they... Yes. Same idea of record, a slow start out of the gates, and that team obviously went on and won a Super Bowl. Three and not every three and three is made the same, right? Like in college yeah. football, when a team is on to their third or fourth loss, you have a sense generally of what kind of team they are. Sometimes they play a crazy schedule, but most of the time you go, okay, that's a four loss team. They're okay. They're not great. In the NFL, that's so different. Uh, because week in, week out, upsets happen, narrow losses or narrow wins that should have been losses happen. The question is, is this team better or worse through six weeks than three and three? Because the revisionist history, like you could go back and say, okay, at the time of the Bucks game, we came away saying, okay, that's a good win. It's a tough win. They beat Brady. They won- Aaron Rodgers never wins in Florida. That was a, a, a good, solid win. However, after the weeks following, you could say, oh, well, we see the same offensive struggles we saw in that game. Tampa has lost another game to the Steelers. They're banged up. Uh, the defense has started to struggle afterwards. Like There, there are a lot of things we kind of see in hindsight looking back. Uh, do you think this team is closer to a deep in the playoff Super Bowl caliber team like 2010 was with the same record or closer to say a poor record that I maybe could easily be what two and four uh, or one, four and whatever that could be worse. You look at the talent that was on offense in 2010 and it's slightly different than what is on the field right now. I mean, you look in 2010, you you had Greg Jennings, you had Donald driver, you had uh, James Jones. You had Jordy Nelson. You had uh, some of those guys got hurt. Obviously, they, they lost a tight end to Michael Finley. But just the talent on that offense um, is different than what they have on, on this offense. So can they turn it around? Maybe. But they also had field tilters on, on the defensive side of the ball with, with Clay Matthews, B.J. Raji, and uh, obviously Nick Collins and, and Charles Woodson and a, a young Tremont Williams that had – that really came into his own. Is it possible that they could they could become that team? Maybe that team was just drilled by injuries. I mean, they they ended up with like fifteen or sixteen guys on the season-ending injury reserve and lost a lot of key guys. But um, do I think they're closer to that or closer to a team that is not going to make a run and not make the playoffs? I probably would say they're closer to that. But it's it's very revisionist history to go back and, and think about that team in two thousand ten. A lot of people thought the season was over when they lost to new england late in that year like they it was not looking good for them to even make the playoffs they got hot at the exact right time and, and aaron Rodgers played out of his mind that's and the defense played really really well can aaron Rodgers come back and play out of his mind at some point later this year and can the defense live up to what we all expected in the offseason absolutely yeah, again, we got to get Hal Barkish on the line. He's got to say something. <laughs> He's got to get Rodgers going. Does uh, like trading a one for DJ Moore from Carolina do no, that? No, no. It doesn't move the needle. It doesn't move the needle for me. I don't. I, maybe it moves it for some people. Up, so, some other people. It doesn't move it for me. Yeah. A first round pick. I mean, or a two, or just the acquisition that's, that's of DJ the thing, Moore like, in general. We've seen Brian Gutekunst, and going back to Ted Thompson, 
the value that they place on those draft picks is just enormous. And it's it's rare that they're trading those things away for players elsewhere. Which, where I sit today, it's like, that draft pick, you're going to get a player, hopefully is really good, but will he actually make an impact while Aaron Rodgers is here? Likely not. So, I mean... Let's just push it all in because you're kind of screwed when Rodgers retires anyway, right? Well, I saw the, I saw the source that said Aaron Rodgers is definitely leaving, right? Oh he's he's definitely done. He's definitely done. That, what's, that's the source from multiple sources. Uh, uh, what was that kid's name? Per, per league sources. I'm not going <laughs> to say the name, but some Twitter account. <laughs> this dude that just, he tweets things with the picture of the player. Say, like Sources tell me Christian McCaffrey is going to get traded tomorrow. Like Things like that. And he tweets it out with the picture. And because he got a blue check mark from somewhere, people think it's real. And yeah. Like you should get that taken away. Yeah. He doesn't do anything. <laughs> All right, eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Let's go to the phones. Mike from Madison, what's up? Hey guys, uh, I got a quick question. I mean, do you, even if they had cap space and money to to go get somebody to that like that would help, yeah. Do you think anybody wants to jump into the dumpster fire, knowing that it's in uh, pre rebuild? I mean, they're not they're not good. Period. They're they're a couple minutes away from being one in five. Well, and, uh, well, I think and, part of that is, like, let's say the guy they trade for, it's not as if they're trading for him and then he's staying for 10 years, right? And maybe, like, let's say a guy's in Carolina. DJ Moore, I'll use as an example. Carolina's, I mean, the biggest dumpster fire ever. They just fired their head coach. I would assume someone who wants to win, wants to play with a great quarterback, would want to come to Green Bay. And then, I also, and, I, and I doubt he would extended. be signed long-term. It's not going to be extended. It's not going to be extended because... He's only got, and I think Rodgers is going down. I mean, I, I think he's got his foot halfway out the door. I, the way he's throwing passes and the way he looks. I mean, he, that goes back to last year, in the last two games. I mean, I don't know. He looked great last year. He also like for, for what it's worth, and this games. is this is maybe reading into it, but he sounds very engaged when he's speaking with the media. When he's talking I, I about is still I, loving it, I he sounds engaged. He, he's selling it. He's selling it. I think uh, I, I just feel I just feel that uh, he's got maybe two years in him, and who's gonna who's gonna go on to extended, uh, you know, for for that with with Rogers with what they got to work with, even if he stays two years, and then if he does, it's in a pre-rebuild, and and, and when Rogers gone, they're gonna have a, a down couple of years anyway. There's and it's gonna be worse. Yeah, I mean they would be around for Rogers's time with the team. Like if you trade for a guy, he's here the rest of this year. You would hope Rogers comes back next season and they're still here next season. And then afterwards, you're kind of in a situation where you're, you're not tearing it down, but you're seeing whatever quarterback situation you have coming up next. I would only want him around when Rogers is here. Like this is the window you have. You have to go maximize it. Yeah. I, I you know, I hope, I hope you're right. You know, I, I'm kind of drinking it all uh, half, half empty, uh, but it, it, it's cost syrup. You know, it just tastes <laughs> like crap. I got so. you. Uh, I, I hope the Badgers aren't also a, uh, a drink you're drinking recently. Yeah, that's, I mean, crap. <laughs> they drive me to drinking. That's, you know, yeah. <laughs> I was going to, where, where's Bill Michaels today? I, uh, I hope he's not doing a Pella commercial uh, and singing like the, the cringy commercials she's got on uh, the radio with um, Kausher. And... Bill is off today. Bill's uh, off today. Uh, He's back tomorrow. I hope, I hope.
get some stuff to do. I got you. I, I appreciate you know. it, Mike. So, Thank you. Yep, bye. All right, 877-867-1670. Has there ever been a season, Wisconsin or Packers, that has driven people to drink as much as this season has for both teams? Man, and there it's are... It's been co- rough. I like to connect things because I think it helps us explain what goes on. Just generally, when we look back in the in the history books, when we look across whatever league, baseball, basketball, football, they're, they're almost a carbon copy of each other. Yeah. Where... Each team, Badgers, Packers, has had good moments that make you think, oh, you know, they if they put it together, they could really be something. Both teams have really good players at a bunch of positions, but both are just destroyed by horrible inconsistency. Yeah. Part of that's up front. Badgers are hurt by a little more inconsistent quarterback play than the Packers are, I'd say. I wouldn't. Um, <laughs> but defensively, like, ugh, they're the same team right now. Yeah. Uh, 2018 was actually quite bad as well. Uh, when Wisconsin started in the year in the top five or top 10 and, you know, finished the season playing in Yankee Stadium at the Pinstripe Bowl and, and the other team fired their head coach. So, uh, I mean, maybe maybe this is on that level. Um, it started out about this bad as well for, for Green Bay that year and the Packer and the Badgers obviously struggled as well. So maybe this is maybe this is a, a repeat of 2018 and just in terms of driving people to drink. But um, very similar teams. Very, very similar. That was teams. the start of the Jack Cone era, though. It was a horrible start to the Jack Cone era. Do you remember? You don't remember well, it's the, tough. the Northwestern game was. I remember. Horrendous. I remember like it was yesterday. Well, he was thrust in there before he was ready because because Mr. Hornibrook went down. He did. He had a concussion. We're still not sure where he got that concussion. <laughs> All right. Eight, seven, why does it matter? Says Paul Christ. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. That's not my problem. It's not my problem. Let's go back to the phones. Line four. You're on the Bill Michaels show. Who do we got? Uh, Mike got a cut of Hello. What's going on, man? What's on your mind? Well, what's on my mind are a couple things. Uh, the last time we won a Super Bowl was when Rodgers was probably like 20, I don't know, 25, 26 years old. He's, what, 38? This line, offensive, defensive lines, are they're horrible. And if they get another receiver, that's what the OTAs are before the season even started. Rodgers didn't show up for those, by the way. So that, this is on him because he didn't get acquainted with his new rookie receivers. That's the problem. He's playing catch-up. Yeah, it's hard so to I, I, it's hard to argue. I do wonder generally. Like let's say they bring in a trade for a wide receiver or a Will Fuller from the free agent market. How long does it take for that rapport to build with Rodgers? And I hope it's instant, it. but given history, I wonder if it'll take a couple weeks. Well, triple that, 6 weeks. And by that time, you know, it's a little a little bit too late. I mean, the we won games without Devontae Adams. All of a sudden, Devontae Adams isn't here, and we're not winning games because of these receivers. You can't you can't throw these rookie receivers in the fire. That's why they have OTAs. Rodgers did not show up, and now he's reaping the benefits because he did not show up. I got you. Well, I also think back to the Arizona game last year, Thursday night, no Devontae. Mm-hmm. Rodgers is playing, and Lazard was the one. I believe MVS might have been playing. I need to go back and check. But the ball was out fast. The offensive line played well. Aaron Jones had a day. They end up winning that football game. It's very possible without Devontae. You just need the line to play well. You need the quarterback to play well. You need to give the ball to the running back as well. You need to depend on your running game. You got to go to that until they get everything up to snuff with the receivers. That's the problem. They got to stick with. They got two two of the great greatest back tandems in the uh, NFL. They got to use what they have. 
until they can get everybody on par with, with routes and stuff. But I'm telling you right now, because riders didn't show up for OTAs, this is the problem we have right now. And remember, we have one less preseason game, which counts. It's 17 games now. So really, they're just getting started, but it may be a little bit too late. Yeah. Okay. I mean, none of them played in the preseason anyway. No, but that's what I'm saying. There's there's a disconnect here. I got you. Appreciate the phone call, man. Um, Yeah. I I mean, the, the OTA thing has been talked about a lot. It's I it's hard to argue, but I will say like it's not on Rogers that Sammy Watkins hasn't played this season and Christian Watson is injured and Randall Cobb's injured. Like it they've also been decimated and again the line has been really tough where Dan Orlovsky did a breakdown and I'll retweet it at Ben Z Kenny that shows they're in the right looks and guys are open, but one little thing, one guard gets beat to the inside. One tight end can't seal a block and it destroys what would be a 30 yard gain. Like it, every level of the offense is struggling right now. That's why they were talking about execution. Like it literally is often one single guy play gets blown up. So that's not uh, this whole struggles. It's not all on OTAs. It's on the fact that I, for whatever reason, suddenly this team forgot how to play offense. The receivers available to the Aaron Rodgers that night in, uh, in Phoenix were Juwan Winfrey. Randall Cobb, Equinemia St. Brown, and Amari Rogers. EQ and Amari Rogers. Can we get Amari Rogers in a little Ty Montgomery role, or will Rogers not even hand him the ball? Can we just get Amari Rogers? Yeah, that was a poor pick. Did you know? I this is my one piece of of bar trivia, bar fun fact. So, aren't you in a trivia league? Yeah, tonight we are getting oh, demolished. I I know <laughs> my knowledge is not functional. Like. I don't have any functional knowledge. Is it sports knowledge or is it just not, like is it general knowledge? Well, their sports knowledge has to do with like, oh, uh, what's the one sport in 1930 Olympics where this, you know, mm-hmm. uh, something in England. It's not actually about American sports that have happened in my lifetime. Um, but Amari Rogers' dad, T. Martin. Yeah. Did you know that he was one of the six quarterbacks drafted ahead of Tom Brady? I did know that. Did you also know that he was the last quarterback to uh, take Tennessee to a national title? Yes. He uh, did it the year after Peyton Manning left. Rocky Top. Rocky Top. Hot time to be a Tennessee fan. All right, we got to step away, take a quick break. That's Zach Heilprin. I'm Ben Kenny. It's the Bill Michael Show. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back in. It is the Bill Michael Show. He is Zach Heilprin. I am Ben Kenny. Kenny and Heilprin live tonight. Monks and Sun Prairie, 5 to 6, talking Badgers. If you're interested, podcast up as well. Talking about the Packers, what needs to change? What has gone wrong so far? Uh, many boisterous opinions on many sides of the coin here. Let's go back to the phone. Let's talk to Gerard from Delaware. Gerard, what's up? Hey, fellas. Um, don't forget that... Um DJ Moore is uh, would cost the Panthers fourteen million in dead cap money if he's moved. So the he's Panthers or anywhere. the Packers? Panthers. He would call the Panthers. So dead cap money. I I mean, when you look at their situation, though, I would think with a new coach coming in and the roster being in somewhat shambles, that that's something they would consider eating to get picks. Like when quarterbacks uh, were moved, when Russell Wilson was moved, when Matt Ryan was moved. Some of those, like the Seahawks are paying Russell Wilson a lot of money this year, but they it was worth it for the picks and to try to move forward and rebuild. 
I don't know if that'll hinder them. That's just like time will tell. Well, let me ask you a question. Um, it's been dis- dysfunctional in almost every aspect, one time or the other this year. Now, in hindsight, would you have moved Rogers for that package that uh, Seattle got to Denver? Would you have done it? I've thought about that, and in, I would not have done it. During that time, like, there's no way they could have done it after two MVP seasons. And even at, that was after the Devontae trade. I, I don't think that was a move they could have made. Looking back, I, I don't know. At the end of the season, I'll review it. But I don't think in that moment, even sitting here today with where the team is, I don't think that's a move you can make with a guy that's won two well, MVPs. I, I was one of the guys that said trade him a year early than a year too late. So I was a proponent of that. And the package that they got for Devontae Adams and Rodgers would have been incredible. So yeah, no doubt that's, that's, you know, but again, looking at this year, the top of our draft has been a disaster. It's been a disaster to one guy isn't, you know, he's playing inside linebacker. He's, you know, come on now Walker and the other guy can't get off the bench. Okay. The, uh, the other guy Watson has been hurt Yep. and, and Ryan, he can't, he, he can't even suit up. Yeah, that's another guy along with Zach Tom. It's like, uh, yeah. What's going on? I mean, come on now. I mean, why aren't these questions asked at, you know, by the media? Why? Well, what's the question you're going to ask and what's, what answer are you expecting? First of all, Brian Gutekunst doesn't actually talk during the regular season, so it's not like you can have those those conversations with him. But I'm just wondering, like, what what, com- what questions do you want the media to ask? Well, that are, that's I would say, well, that's good. That's a good, because I would ask before, why is, uh, I mean, Walker hasn't been that good on inside. Are you considering moving him to another area or another down? And then Wyatt. He can't get off the bench. Yeah, well, I, I would say to Lafleur, why can't he get off the bench? He's not why? good enough. I mean, no, it's well, clear they kind of tell you no. with the fact he doesn't play many snaps. When it comes to Walker, too, Chris Barnes has been out all season. That's their backup at inside linebacker. I I don't know. It, one Lafleur doesn't really give you anything anyway. It's like asking Paul Christ yeah, what he thought of an offensive plan. It doesn't matter. You still got to ask the questions because then it puts it out there. Yeah, if you ask the questions. I don't know. It has to be asked. I would say talk radio shows talking about it puts it out there, and I, I mean everybody sees it. Like the team struggling, the draft picks right. haven't worked out, and hopefully it turns around. I don't know if a press conference setting is going to fix anything. I guess I, I appreciate it. we got to run, man. Appreciate the phone call eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Go ahead. I just. I get what the role of the media is, but I hate the idea that it's somehow um, like you ask the questions that you think are, are worthwhile. I don't know like what exactly is going to change if you're going to ask that question. You ask the questions that you think you'll actually get something real back well, from. And some, sometimes questions have to be asked. There's yeah. no doubt about it. I just don't know, you know, hey, uh, your first round pick isn't playing. What the hell? Like, I don't I mean, I don't know what that question is. I know exactly how LaFleur... And obviously you can couch it a different way and you can ask it a different way. Like, why hasn't Devontae Wyatt been able to get on the field more? Like, what what is it that is holding him back from getting on the field? Like, that... Is that the kind of question that people want answered? Um, I'll be LaFleur here. I'll be LaFleur. You know, he's going through his process and uh, he's got to trust his process and his practice and all that. He's not actually going to give it to you. It's like, I can't say to you, Zach, why don't you ask Paul Christ about why... 
they well, don't have any success passing the football ooh, for the last I, two years. I know why. Because he, he's not there anymore. Well, thank that, God. That's part of it. But in terms of the answer, you'll get 877-867-1670. Paul Charchi and Fantasy Football joining us at noon. A lot more to come. We're going to step away. It's the Bill Michael Show. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, in Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers taking on the Washington Commanders Sunday at noon with Carson Wentz out after having hand surgery. Taylor Heineke gets the start at quarterback. This will be the second time he's faced the Packers, the team he grew up watching, a huge fan of Brett Favre as a kid. The Commanders lost a year ago this week, 24-10 here at Lambeau Field. Head coach Ron Rivera on watching that game. Well, most of the thing, just the missed opportunities. When I go back and look at that game, I mean, you know, for, for what they do, you know, they're very dynamic on offense, obviously. Um, you know, especially everything starts with the quarterback. Then you look at them defensively, and they're an opportunistic bunch. You know, they've they're, um, got some tremendous athletes up front. And, uh, you know, one thing they do have, they do have a good core of, uh, of, of defensive backs. And when you have opportunities, you know, you've got to take advantage of them. The Packers trying to overcome their first back-to-back losses since Matt LaFleur took over the team, Dean Lowry. Yeah, it's a big challenge. I think it is, um, you know, just um, different territory for the guys that have been here and been a part of Coach LaFleur's teams. But, again, I think today was a good first step. It was a very energetic practice. Guys were flying around, having fun, and staying positive. So um, we're a very tight-knit team, and it's just kind of stay together and just um, keep moving forward. Packers tight end Robert Tunyon had a big day despite the loss to the Jets. Tunyon had... Had 10 receptions, the most for a tight end in franchise history. It was funny because usually like after like a game like that, a lot more like high energy, vibrant, but I was like a lot more chill and I just reflect on it more. And I think it was just kind of like, I wouldn't say emotional, but just like I thought about it. And I was like, man, this has been forever and, you know, proud of myself, you know, happy for the team and the, the people I had around me just supporting me. So, yeah, you know, more to come and just going to keep working and just be around these guys and so on. In Green Bay, I'm Mike Clemens on The Bill Michaels Show. Welcome back, Bill Michaels Show. No Bill today. Back tomorrow. I'm Ben Kenny. Zach Halperin alongside as well. Coming up at the top of the hour, Mr. Paul Charchian, fantasy football. If you have questions at Ben Z. Kenny, get them to me. We'll not be able to take calls given uh, the nature of how the show is running today. So tweet them at me at Ben Z. Kenny. If you have questions, I will definitely get to them. He joins us coming up after the top of the hour. And then it is Packers all the way to the end of the show. Thoughts on the offense, thoughts on how it improves LaFleur, Rogers, Goody, all that stuff. And I, I said we would do it. We, we started it. But I, the three and three teams around the NFL, which is the most likely to make the playoffs? Where do the Packers lie in that range in the league? Because it's interesting. A lot of teams sit at three and three, but they all feel like a very different 500 team. Right. And then there are a couple that are below the 500 mark yet feel like they could be better. So we'll we'll touch on that uh, as well as Mr. Josh Hader mowed down the Phillies in the ninth last night talk MLB playoffs the Bucks get underway tonight against the Sixers a lot more to come Paul Charchian is next it's the Bill Michaels show the Bill Michaels show podcast listen rate subscribe